everyone. The following is a direct message production with your direct link to your favorite stars. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to Rock Solid with me, your host, Crystal Fambrini, where we explore how to live our best, most rock solid lives and be our best, most rock solid selves. And one of the things that I love about this podcast is I get to introduce you guys to my dear friends who I think every single one of my dear friends is amazing and I love to be their cheerleader, but I also get to create new dear friends uh, by having these conversations. And so today's show is an example of that. I got to just have a most amazing conversation with Chad Veach. Chad is a pastor here. He's in Los Angeles. Uh, he has a a church here, and he has a huge celebrity following, like Courtney Kardashian, Justin Bieber, list goes on and on. He's also a globally renowned leadership figure, and he, just, he has a new book coming out, August 18th, 2020. It's not on faith. It's called Help, I Work With People, and it's all about leadership. So we talk about this book. I am a big, big supporter of you know, getting these types of books, keeping them forever, reading them and rereading them again, because I think there's always just so much knowledge in learning the basic skills about leadership. And so we talk about Chad's book. He talks about what it is to be a modern leader, what that looks like, why people skills are so important to being a leader. And we talk about time management and how it's actually often he recommends, you know, making time, making sure you rest in order to be your best self. So there are so many great takeaways in this. You're going to fall in love with Chad, just like I have. And, you know, at the end, we talk about quickly what to expect. When will he be resuming in-person services again in Los Angeles? And his response to that may surprise you. We recorded this interview. It's August 11th. Um, I'm not going to give that away. That'll be a little, be a little teaser at the end. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. And let's jump into this interview with the amazing pastor, Chad V. Thank you, Chad, for coming on my show, Rock Solid. I'm so excited to have you on because... I did it. I don't know if you have you ever heard of Masters in Transformational Training? Wow, no, I haven't. It's like I did this like two year program. Lewis Howes has done it. Some amazing game changers have done it. And there's this, and of course, Lewis and I, you know, you don't know me, but I'm like him. We're go getters. Like we do the first course, we do every single course. And then the last course is a nine month intensive leadership training course. So that I am all, so I'm so excited to have you on because this is what you're all about right now is about leadership. I learned a lot in that course and we studied, you know, past leaders and what it means to show up as a leader, how to be a leader, what it, what it looks like. I thought when I went into that course that, oh, I got this leadership, you know, this is easy. And it blew my mind, the layers and um, how much I had to learn about leadership. So thank you for bringing your book. You have this book called Help I Work With People, and it's getting good at influence, leadership, and people skills. So now, why did you decide to write this book? Well, uh, a couple summers ago, I was with a good friend of mine. His name's Craig Rochelle, mm -hmm. and he has the largest church in America. Over 100,000 people every weekend come to his church. So he invited me to lunch, and I felt like I was invited to eat with the king. I was a little nervous. 
So I go and have lunch and he looks at me and he says, you need to write a leadership book and you need to start a leadership podcast. Love and, you know, I just couldn't believe that. I said, Pastor Craig, there's no way. I'm not qualified. I'm too young. I, I don't know if I should do that. He said, you're the perfect age. You're the perfect person. He really gave me encouragement mm -hmm. to go do that. So I stepped out. We started a leadership podcast called Leadership Lean In. And we did this book. And I thought, if I'm going to write on leadership, to me, leadership is all about people, serving people, adding value to people, empowering people. So if I'm going to write about leadership, I wanted to write about the one thing I know and believe it's about, and that's others. Right. And you've written other books and they've been about, they've been religious books. And so I want to make this clear for people listening. This is not a religious book, right? It's not. No, right. it's not. It is, kind of feels a little bit, you know, interesting for me to have written two faith books and this be my first leadership book. But, you know, I've been teaching leadership almost every week for 20 years. When I started out, you know, working in, in, in a church, I just would invest into our volunteers and our leaders. And did, I used to teach a class every Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. before school started. And 40 high school students would come show up and learn leadership. So it felt very comfortable for me to talk about this subject. Nice. Awesome. And then in the book, you describe what a, like a modern millennial leader looks like. And, and can you walk us through that? Like, what, what does that new form of leadership look like to you right now? Well, I think, you know, the new school is always the old school. You know, in the book, we talk about the things that make a great leader. What is it? It's valuing others, asking more questions, building their confidence, uh, learning people's names, manners maketh the leader. It, it's the old school. L listen, there's a reason why how to Win Friends and Influence People is one of the most read books of all time and one of those have-to-read books every year because leadership is all, all about others. And so I think that the new school millennial leader is just maybe, a, you know, different music and different fashion and technology, but it's old school values and old school methods. I love what you said, and I learned that when I was studying leadership too, the power of remembering someone's name. You know, every person wants to hear their name. Uh, recently, I got to go to Pebble Beach for the first time and play golf at the, you know, the famous golf course. And the caddy, that you, you have a caddy, a, a guide that takes you out. And this guy had, you know, been there 20 years. And on the first hole, he said my first name three times. And the whole round, he kept saying, you know, Chad, here you want to hit this shot. You know, Chad, that was a great putt. Every time he heard my name, what is it about hearing our own name that boosts confidence and makes us feel respected? So I just think we, gotta, we can't call people dude, bro, man, guy, brother. Call people by their name. And what about those people that say, um, I've heard this before, oh, I'm just terrible at remaining, I, I can't do that. I'm terrible at remembering names. I remember faces, but I just, I just can't do it. Well, I just always think, you know, how hard are you working? It goes back to effort. You know, winning with people first starts with the desire to win. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you don't want to learn people's names, that's fine. But just remember, you're not going to win. And it's hard to work with people that don't like you. I usually like the person that knows my name. I usually unlike the person that's like, I've had to tell you my name six times. Really, bro? You can't remember my name? 
So I just think if, if we're going to work with others, we've got to first win with others. And when you, when you talk about winning with others, it's the win-win men- mentality. We're all here to be together. It's not you and I, it's us. And it's about enrolling them, enrolling them in the vision, enrolling them that you are on the same page with them and that you, you care about them. That's it. It's about shared vision, shared responsibility. You know, the leader that is narcissistic is a leader that's to themselves. You know, everything's about them. They're the end result. But a great leader, a wise leader, realize it's about others, empowering them, giving them shared vision, shared responsibility. The greatest leader, and probably you, you studied this when you went through the leadership intensive. My father, I'll never forget, he gave me this book about Shackleton and how he led this, you know, warrior uh, voyage and they faced hardship, but he was all about his crew. And so they were all about them, about him. It's amazing to me. So many leaders want loyalty. So many leaders fail to give loyalty. So I just think we have to figure it out. It's about sharing, empowering, giving, serving. And then it just comes back to you like a boomerang, not because you were out to get that. It's never about that being our heart motive. Our heart motive has to be serving and adding value. I love it. Focusing out. That's it. And also, I think another thing when people hear about leadership, I think some people, and I don't know if you've experienced this, um, may get scared about that. Like, oh, I don't want that responsibility. I don't want that power. Um, I respect that you're a leader, but that, that's not for me. What do you say right. to people that say that? My, my favorite <laughs> definition of leadership is from John Maxwell. He says, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And the stay-at-home mom that's now a homeschool parent has influence, influence over these children. The reality is the average person will influence or impact 70,000 people in their lifetime. So you can't convince me that you don't have influence. You're influencing your family. You're influencing your coworkers. You're influencing your friends. The problem is, is that no one wakes up in the morning, rolls out of bed and goes, wow. Do I have influence? We don't, none of us are narcissistic or egocentric that way, but we do have influence. So the quickest way to lose influence is to be negligent with influence. We've got to be responsible and understand it is a privilege to have the influence that I have. And so whether you're a school teacher, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you, 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 know, you lead a big company, doesn't matter the measure of your influence. The reality is that you do have influence. And now, I don't think that this book is anything to be with politics. I, you know, um, it's universal, obviously. But it is interesting how this book is coming out right now when we're dealing with a change in leadership potentially, or who knows what's going on, but there's a major focus on leadership right now. Um, what do you think about that? Do you notice that? Well, yeah, I just feel like, it, man, the stars have aligned. This is the perfect book in the perfect time. And why would I say that? Because the divide in America is going like this. And we're losing the ability to work with others that don't talk like us, believe like us, think like us, or act like us. And we're only going to get further if we don't stop and go, wait, 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 wait. I need some help in working with others. Maybe I'm not listening. Maybe I'm listening with an agenda. You know, we've got to figure this out because here's the reality. 
you can't do life well if you're doing people wrong. Mm. You want to do life well, you got to figure out how to work well with others. And so I wish I could just play the blame game. Mm-hmm. It's their fault. They missed it. They're the problem. The only problem with playing the blame game is it doesn't get me anywhere. And the common denominator in all my problems is me. So I've got to figure it out. I love it. I get, I'm, I'm getting inspired just listening to you right now. So thank you. And I'm, I know people listening will get inspired about this as well. And you know, this book, you talk about what it's like to be a modern leader. You talk about you know, basic people skills, which we briefly talked about, such as acknowledging the other person, value, valuing them. Um, what do you think is another must or little sneak, be- little sneak peek into your book about what you share with people skills? Well, I think great people skills starts from the premise, I want more for you than from you. You know, great, the people that I really respect that work well with others, they start from the premise that I want to add value to you. Anybody that doesn't have that, ultimately you're in relationships, you want to use them. They're a tool. They're a means to an end. But if you've got great people skills, then you understand I have the authority, the confidence, and the ability, the resource to add great value to your life. And it's amazing. You know, it's like when you listen well or when you ask people their names or you use great cheat codes or hacks to to people skills, people leave a dinner with you and they go, wow, they are so amazing. Well, the reason why they think you're amazing is not because you talked about your achievements and who you know and where you've been and where you're about to go but you let them do the talking. Harvard Research did a study and they concluded that people's favorite topic when they talk is to talk about themselves. And it actually brings healing. In fact, 80% of tweets on Twitter are people updating the world about what they're doing. People love to talk about themselves. And if you wanna win with others, get them talking about their favorite subject, themselves. And so I feel like if you can master that ability, you're going to win with others and you'll ultimately get further in life than you could have ever just trying to do things for yourself. And that goes with, I've heard that tip before, I'm getting people to open up about themselves, you know, for interviews, when you're interviewing people, obviously, but also when you're out to dinner with someone, if you're on a date, you want to focus out on that person. You don't want to just be all about yourself. Also, if you're on a job interview. You know, a lot of times they're asking you all these questions, but if you can sneak in a connection and able to ask them a question and get them talking, you just turn the tables a little bit. I love that. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you a question. How long have you been doing this podcast? I've I've been in the podcast space for five years and I just started my podcast rock solid um, during quarantine. I decided to do it. I love that name, (laughs) rock solid. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Where did you get the name? Well, um, in my leadership course, in the leadership intensive I did a couple years ago, um, we had to do a thesis and it was a workshop and it was like a couple month program where we had to speak and do this three hour workshop and I had to submit this presentation and it was about, and like I, my presentation kept getting rejected. <laughs> and then finally, cause I wanted to be on happiness and they're like, they just thought that that was too vague and too superficial. Um, I disagree, but whatever. But we ended up on rock solid and about getting grounded, breaking through expectations and living your best life. And so I did a, a thesis. I you know, I did a presentation in front of about 100 people on it. 
and um, we did, you know, uh, exercises and people really walked away from that feeling empowered and thanking me. So that was my aha moment. You know, I like, oh, I want to do this a little bit later when I have the space and I've created more of a name for myself. And what's interesting is I focused out on other people's shows first, which is great because I wanted to do team effort. And then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to do mine. So that's the evolution of it. So thank I you. I love it. I love the history of it. It's, it's such a good name. <laughs> now I know why. Ah, and then it's interesting because I think some people might think um, rock solid kind of sounds like, you know, um, faith based potentially too. Sure. I think I've heard of a church called that, but, but that's okay. And, and that's why when I asked you in the beginning about, you know, this is not a faith based book, but when you start to go down the rabbit hole of leadership, you become so passionate about it. It almost, you know, you fall in love with it. It's almost its own faith in itself. And it opens up the world to you in a whole new way where you, where you have more power to, to go do other things. So, you know, my love for leadership, it really is inherited from my father. So my dad in the nineties, he started reading, you know, Zig Ziglar and John Maxwell and Ken Blanchard and all these guys. And he started handing me all these leadership books and he would go to leadership conferences and I just like you I fell in love with the subject so the only thing that gives me the authority to write on this subject is my passion for it mm-hmm. I'm not trying to profess that I am any sort of leader just as much as I just love talking about the subject that's why I called my podcast leadership lean in because I think as you lean into leadership it leans into you mm-hmm. yeah and then also you know there's no such thing as a perfect leader, wouldn't you say? <laughs> One of my favorite books is The Dark Side to Every Leader. Mm, yes. Every leader has massive weaknesses. Mm-hmm. This is so funny. Before the Enneagram came out, we did a, a personality test here in our office called 16 Personalities. Mm. And so my test came back and What I liked about this one is it would show you the celebrities you're like. So, you know, I got like Bill Clinton and Taylor Swift and all my celebrities I liked. And I was reading, you know, the strengths of my personality and I, you know, just loved it. So we're in a group text with the staff and me and this other staff member got the same result. And I go, are we awesome? And she writes back, she says, oh, the weaknesses on this test result just describe me to a T. And I go... I didn't even read the weaknesses. I just in, in love with all the strengths. So, That's funny. <laughs> so the reality is, is that all of us have strengths, but all of us have crazy weaknesses. Yes, yes. And another thing you talk about in the book, which I think is a lot of people will have an aha moment with, and I think it'll do a lot of positive good, is the power of you know, allowing yourself to be unproductive, creating space to relax. Wow. You know, it's like that old saying, if you want to do a good day's work, get a good night's rest. Yeah. You know, another saying I love is if you ain't rested, you ain't ready. You know, it's just like, what is that thing where, you know, last night my wife and I are in bed asleep at about 9.15 p.m. And this morning when our six-year-old got up, we joked with him. I, we said, I think we fell asleep before you last night. Because I know I got a big day ahead of me. And so rest is that thing that it's not just your nightly routine of sleep. It's that recreation to recreate. It's I got to, you know, unplug. I got to, you know, I, I, I think hobbies are so critical for leaders. 
I was just recently, you know, traveling and speaking somewhere, and the guy that was hosting the event, really successful, largely, largely successful leader. And um, I was asking his son, because he's really successful, what does that guy do for fun? He's just, you know, kind of a type A, get it done guy. And he goes, he doesn't have any hobbies. And I looked at his son, I go, he doesn't strike me as a guy that has hobbies. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good thing. You know, it's like the longevity of that. I don't know how long that will last before you burn out an adrenal gland or, you know, your serotonin level gets messed with. Your emotional intelligence doesn't last. I just think if you want to do this for the long haul, you got to really margin your life and have rest. I love that. And that resonates with me in my 20s. I was all about, I wanted to be a network news reporter before I turned 30. And I did it. I, you know, I did all the things on my list. Um, and people used to ask me, you know, do you have any downtime? You go so fast. What are your hobbies? And I was like, I have no time for hobbies. And then what happens is I got everything I wanted on the list and I had a huge breakdown. And then, you know, that was one of the reasons it got me into doing like emotional intelligence training and going into the leadership program because I was like, this isn't it. So what you just shared is so powerful. The, you know, the power of rest is truly everything. <laughs> it is. It is. And if we're rested, we're ready. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on my podcast. And I can't wait to tune into your podcast. I have a feeling I'm going to be listening all the time. Well, you have to come be a guest on mine now. Oh my gosh. It would be an honor. That would be would a privilege. I just, we, I just fall in happen. love with you. Aww. We're going to make it happen. Well, I look rock forward. Sol rock solid and leadership leaning are coming together. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, and I look forward to, you know, I assume right now really quickly, we didn't touch about, we didn't talk about this, but it is, we're in a pandemic. We're in, you know, then the churches are closed right now, right? I mean, are you doing virtual services? Yeah, it's all online. Wow. Do you have any idea when you think you'll be doing in-person services again? You know, it's so hard to tell. Yeah. Um, but if you were to ask me to bet mm -hmm. uh, or predict I would say best case scenario that I can see here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Now, again, other parts of the country are having church and that's great, but right. you know, New York and LA are the big ones. Yeah. And I, I would see best case scenario right now today, April, 2021 around that time. Cause I think we're going to, you know, have a hard time through flu season. I think it could be interesting waters then. Uh, so that'd be best case scenario right now that I could see. Okay. Well, I won't be able to meet you in person until like <laughs> April then, <laughs> but I'm glad that you were realistic and honest. So thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, and my last question actually that I ask every single guest is what does rock solid mean to you? Rock solid to me is being, being grounded, being, being very rooted. And, and I think when you're, when you're grounded within yourself, you're a non-anxious presence you know, because you really know who you are. You know, anybody that's not rock solid, they're always reaching for things that shouldn't, shouldn't be theirs. Mm -hmm. Trying to, you know, force a relationship, force a business deal. But when you're rock solid, you're just, you're very confident and secure. I love that. All right. Thank you so much. Go have a wonderful day. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Do the same. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone listening. I hope you're having an amazing day, a little bit better day after listening to this. 
And I hope that this podcast helps you live your best, most rock solid life. And I would so appreciate it if you could subscribe on Apple Podcasts and also leave a five-star review. Now go out there and be rock solid. Mm-hmm.